Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. My guest today is Rich Hall. He's a veteran who has gone from a near-death experience in 2015 to being the founder and vocalist for the award-winning rock act Follow No One. The act was named the best rock act in 2019 at the Nashville JMA Awards. Soon, Rich will be releasing a new album called Fate. Rich, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. First and foremost, I want to thank you for your service. Oh, it's so important you. that veterans are appreciated for the sacrifices that they make in the U.S. and Canada and around the world. And thank I just you. want to thank you for that. So God bless you for that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So it sounds like quite an interesting walk through life. Uh, tell me how first, how you got interested in music. What was the uh, stimulus that kind of pointed you in that direction? Well, when I was nine years old, my mom had me try out for a musical because she thought I could sing and she just was interested in that type of stuff. And I ended up getting a lead in a musical called Tom Sawyer. There's a musical version of Tom Sawyer and I played Tom By Sawyer. By the band Rush. No, I wish. You know, that would be even cooler, you know. No, that would Being be a great. Canadian, right? Being a oh, Canadian. I, you know what? I was just telling my son a couple of days ago, you can't, no matter who you talk to in Canada, it's either Rush or Triumph is going to be the greatest band of all time. Yeah, Rush <laughs> played at my, at my high school and so did Max Webster, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I did the musical and then I just stuck with doing stuff like that and started singing I ended up getting a voice coach early on just for a little bit. Life goes on, and I'm in high school, and having some of that training, I, I'd known, met some people during that time, and I was approached to be in a rock band, and a high school kid being asked to be in a rock band. I'd actually just transferred school, so I didn't really know anybody, and I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. and the guy that asked me to be in that band as it happens is still a friend to this day. He was a drummer. He was an older guy, a good Christian guy, too, and it was just a great influence on me, and they kind of showed me, you know what, you can be rock and roll and still maintain your Christianity and yep. still live the way you're supposed to. You just focus on the positives of things and, and give glory to God in, in that way. I continued with music, and then I get out of high school, and then you reference my service. I ended up joining the Army, and that kind of changed my path did two tours over in the Gulf mm. and got out and then just kind of continued life. Like most young men, I got married and had children and everything was awesome until it wasn't. Mm. Well, did you find that your experience in your two tours of duty, did you have to deal with PTSD like a lot of veterans do? And did that affect, as you said, things turned out not the way you wanted them to? Well, they say I have PTSD. And do I? Yeah, I've got the nerves and a lot of those things, but whether or not it's all a result of that or just genetics or whatever, but they determined that it was. So I'll, I'll assume they know what they're talking about in terms of the way I approach it. I just look at it as this. It's an obstacle in my life that I have to deal with. It would be there if God didn't want me to use it for something positive. Even if there is some of that going on, yeah. I don't get down about it too much because I, I think if God wanted, wanted to get rid of it, it'd be gone. And he doesn't. So 
there's another reason for it to be there. And perhaps it's for me to help others with the same problem or we'll find out. The apostle Paul had a thorn in his side and he prayed to the Lord three times to remove it and God didn't. Well, I don't let things like that bother me. That's interesting. You say three times, three times after I pray for something, if I'll assume God's will has been done. You know? and <laughs> even if it doesn't go the way I wanted it to, obviously I wouldn't have gotten to the third time if it already been answered. I don't know. I got my own little quirks and stuff, and God is nice enough and kind enough to me to answer a prayer that I want to make sure I thank him at least seven times more than I asked. Well, he's made us all <laughs> unique individuals, and we all have our own quirks and yeah, we do. different you know, kind of things. things. You know, yeah, so. I think God, that's what God appreciates about each one of us, and that's why he created each one of us, because he likes uniqueness. Has your faith always been a part of your life? Yes. Always. So can you I can't, remember, I, I can't remember a time that I didn't have faith. Now, it's been tested a few times <laughs> over the course of the years, obviously, just like anybody else's is. A lot of it has to do with your attitude. Christianity, to me, is not a religion. It is a reality. Absolutely. I've always felt that way. I can't remember feeling differently, so I can't really tell you now. There's a time where my brain got scrambled a little bit after I almost died. But even with that, when I couldn't hardly stand up, about a year of that that occurred after my accident, as I call it, after I almost bled to death from drinking way too much, I preached. Part of that was just to say, hey, God, thanks for keeping me alive. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've got a plan for my life. Yeah. Basically, what happened was, okay, God has a plan for each of us. I know that. I got it in my head somehow a little bit that, you know what, the plan for me is ended now. I've done, obviously, what he's been putting me here, and I don't want to suffer through the rest of this. And I kind of got off on the wrong path drinking way too much to deal with a bad problem. And part of that, I found out later on, it wasn't just about that, but it was connected to PTSD mm. and some other things like that. And finding not so much that you drink or you use drugs or whatever, you know you've got a problem. Nobody needs to tell you that. And people focus on that part of it. But most people don't focus on the source of the problem and why you feel like you need to. After all that, that's really what I got to readdress about myself. And then I changed some things about myself on a proactive way. And a lot of people do this. Things as simple as taking that daily inventory of yourself and your actions and how that day how you perform relative to the Ten Commandments and the way the Bible teaches us we should act. And I got in the habit of doing some things like that, that quite honestly, before I wasn't that focused on. Ergo, maybe some of that folk I went, you know, what with my job and all that going on. And maybe he, maybe he was still, I was still a Christian, believed in, in everything, but maybe I, I, I can't really remember to tell you, but perhaps that focus got drawn away from him and if that's what the case was, boy, he got my attention, and it's never left him since. Sometime to his dismay from listening to me all the time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was it those life choices that led to your uh, near-death experience in 2015? Well, I got divorced. People handled the, that differently. When that occurred, I wasn't prepared, really, for that. Mm. I understood that obviously it takes two people to get a divorce, but the way it occurred, it really wouldn't have mattered how I acted and did 
And quite honestly, that other person, we were not evenly yoked anymore. Yes. It started out that we were, so I thought. I'm one of those people, and you may be too, that if you're not a Christian or God offends you in any way, you don't want to spend a lot of time around me. Not that I'm in your face with it all the time, but because I talk about just normal everyday things and the concept that they should be put in. And that's in a heavenly concept, if I can. Yeah. And uh, maybe that rubs somebody the wrong way after a while. I had already been a drinker for a little bit because I was used to coping with stress and maybe I had a little alcoholism going. I was one of those functional alcoholics, you know, which means everything functions until it doesn't. And uh, <laughs> um, I went off the deep end and was quite content. I'm saying, I love you, Lord. I'll see you soon. I hope sooner the better. Mm. But yeah, other plans. Once I figured out I was here, then, okay, I'm never drinking again. I, I never did after that, after that incident. I mm. made a vow, actually, which you shouldn't do. You're even told not to. But because of my weakness and my failing, inner failings, I knew that the only way I could probably, I, I would ever stick to not doing this stuff again is making a vow because I fear my soul. <laughs> Get losing yeah. my soul more than anything else in the world, you know, and ticking God off. That kept me from ever breaking that. But, but I don't have any others floating around vows I'm speaking of. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Other than my marital vows, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, God allows things, whether it's of our own choosing or our own mistakes or our own uh, experiences, he allows those things for a reason to help mold us and shape us to be more like him. The Bible, we were talking just before we started the interview about the seed falling on rocky ground and good soil, and we give our hearts to the Lord. But there's sometimes things that happen in our lives to us or around us or whatever, and it causes us to really seek God. And it certainly sounds like you've made your peace with God in those issues and have been stepping forward into this musical journey and plan that he has for your life. Yes, I haven't really quite honestly figured out what exactly that is it's a work in progress yeah I, amen it is a work you know, in progress you know i mean it's the most thrilling and the most frustrating thing at the same time i get very careful about going into job territory yeah and never saying why because i don't want that answer i don't want i'd be scared but yeah it's frustrating sometimes not knowing the end but that's what faith is man it's it's Hey, you got to get used to, or you should strive to, if you're that nervous about the outcome of things. When I am that way, it makes me feel bad about myself because, well, there's a word in the Hebrew and the word is bakta. I didn't do that in any service, but I tried to best I could. But that word, it has a meaning that goes beyond faith and trust. There's some words in the Bible that are just beautiful because they mean two different things at the same time. Yeah. And that is a total faith and trust at the same time. And I think it's used that way because you can't really have true faith without the trust or trust without the true faith. Mm -hmm. Walking hand in hand there when you're talking about the Lord. Because you got to believe in any anxiety I have or nervousness I have. Like I said, I just, I feel a little bit bad about it because I'm not giving God the credit when I've seen him do such great things. I mean, what else does he need to prove to me for crying out loud? <laughs> Even if he had never done anything, he already created the planet I'm on. That's and right. gave me the life I had. So 
I think he's kind of done his job after that. Anything else we get is just kind of a gift. I, I he did agree. it a long time ago when, in regards to his son, Jesus Christ. With those three things, our life and his son, what else can you ask for? That's only because God's opened our eyes and taken the scales off our eyes. I know that your music is really focused on presenting the gospel in a way that maybe I could call it like the secular listener could maybe interpret. Mm-hmm. Um, you're using a rock music venue, as sure. you said. Tell me a little bit about how that started. I know that you collaborated with another gentleman to kick things off. So tell me a little bit about that and how that path of music has grown and about your new upcoming album. When it comes to our approach, Pedro and I, I know he believes in God. I don't know where his ultimate faith is. We don't get into those areas necessarily, but he knows exactly. There's no doubt in his his mind where I stand Mm -hmm. because I am who I am. So obviously that's going to come out in the music. And what I tried to do is Paul had a way of approaching people where he said he wanted to be all things to all people. Well, I'm not necessarily trying to do that. But I think when you can approach people in a way, especially people that are really into music, they want, they hang on those every word and they're trying to figure out, especially if you're a lyricist, you're a poet of a, in a sense, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to write the words in black and white for your audience to get led down where you want to take them, if that yeah. makes sense to you. Oh, yeah, I understand. Completely. So in a secular arena, I have the ability to convey Christian ideals and that's getting into the album the album basically is made to kind of be an album and a movie experience at once we have music songs like you do on any other album but it's a concept album that tells the story we talked about earlier and then and then some that album it has songs on it like the grand finale the name of the song is let love be your guide well what's another name for Jesus yeah. It's love. If you insert his name everywhere there, it fits like a tailored glove. Yeah. And I hope in a subtle way like that, and just with my interaction with my audience, the way I roll, basically, it might inspire some people that may not think be thinking the Christian way. And especially because we have audiences, our audience goes worldwide mm-hmm. into, into Muslim countries, into communist areas, all kinds of places. And we have a lot of fans of our Muslims, for example. We just keep the message positive, but without sacrificing the integrity of what we're trying to accomplish. Whoever it steers in that direction, awesome. And then even more so when I get a chance to be on platforms like this, where I can talk openly, because when people hear me, who I am comes out. And I hope who I am is a good representative for the Lord. And in this album, you see all the hardships and struggles that I went through, the theme is keep putting your best foot forward every single day and don't give up. And there's no telling what God can do for you. But he can't do anything for you if you're just sitting still and feeling sorry for yourself. I've been doing plenty of that. And that (laughs) came to an end at that time. And once I started looking forward and doing stuff, the optimism started coming back. Every now and then God would do something and I know it was him just to keep my spirit. The truth of that, as you said, you're representing that story in this new album. The truth of that experience is going to resonate with people's hearts. And it may not be the Christian lyrics in black and white, as you've said, 
but people recognize truth when they hear it. Sure. You yeah, know, and, and they're going to recognize the spirit of God in you when they see you and listen to you. I hope more. so. Well, and, and plus, especially when it comes to stuff like this, this and politics both share this in common. If they, their mind's not made up already or they're against it, you're sure not going to reach some of those people by beating over the head yeah. with your message because they've already been there, done that. And they, as soon as you do that, they just mentally turn off and or turn their ears or whatever. Yeah, I don't mind going that way. As a matter of fact, that's a lot more fun to be the uh, fire and brimstone preacher. Well, for me, I shouldn't speak for everyone. Uh, but when it's needed, I mean, I was doing a radio show a couple of days ago and they gave me five minutes to do whatever I wanted to. I couldn't think of it and I was put on the spot and that was the whole point. So I, so I just started preaching. And that's the kind of different ways that I've got a new platform because of music. But I don't ever want to forget why I have a, a platform. And that at the end of that has to be, if I'm going to do this properly, and that has to be to glorify God and what everything I do. It's a fine line to walk as a rocker, you know, to be cool. Yeah. But I don't have any tattoos. You don't see that very often in rock, not even <laughs> Christian rock that much. Pedro and I, neither one of us have tattoos. It is what it is. Tell our audience where they can find you and your music. Well, the best place to go is uh, follownoonemusic.com. is just our official artist site. And fate, F-A-T-E, thealbum.com is the official album site. And other than that, if you go to Google and type in follow no one and whatever you're looking for, we've got good representation and it'll take you where you need to go. Cool. So just to wrap this up, we're closing in on our time frame here. What one thought would you like to leave our audience with about God? Well, what I'd like to say about God is if you want to get to know God better, God wrote a letter to you. It's called the Holy Bible. Immerse yourself in the Bible and learn as much as you can. And, and once you get a, a grasp on the overall word of God, I'm not talking about, you know, becoming an expert on everything. But if you start to understand a little bit of the nature of God, and where God's coming from, and dare I say, even tell you sometimes why he wants things a certain way, then you can start that daily journey of getting to the point where you feel like in your heart of hearts that you and God are kind of on the same page. You're never going to understand him 100% of the time because he's God and you're not. It's okay. He's infinite. We're finite. It's expected. But the better you get to know him, you'll feel like you're kind of on the same page with him. And there's not a more peaceful feeling in the world than feeling that when you know that you're working on something and you and God are both working on it together, whatever that may be. But a lot of people just say, I pray to God. He doesn't talk to me. I don't know what, well, have you taken the time to read what he's wrote you? He wrote you a letter and he spent a, a, over the course of a few thousand years. And as a matter of fact, so take the time to get to know God that way. And through prayer, of course, and just pray and be grateful for everything you have, because in a split second, it can all be gone. And I don't need to tell anyone in these times we live in, it's not something you just say anymore. You kind of kind of take notice because things are changing very, very quickly. And the only way you're going to maintain your sanity is through your faith and belief in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and his Father, God. Amen. Very well said. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Rich. Oh, it's a pleasure. Absolute, absolute pleasure to meet you. Awesome, man. 
looking forward to hearing your album when it comes out. Great. It'll be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just It'll be out just in time for Christmas. Okay. I'm looking Great forward job. to that. All right. God bless you so much. You take care. Yeah, nice talking, John. I'm sitting here counting all my cigarettes Thinking about a lifetime of regrets But you know I can't And I wouldn't change a thing Except me Every night I pray for the same thing That tomorrow never comes unless there's changes I've been holding on to in yesterday
so for now I'll stay I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.